This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Woody. I am Sarah. And this is the one with the Q&A bit. The Q&A show where you ask those AEW questions and we try to answer them. Yes, try, being the word. And we're about to do that after this. I want to remind everybody to check out all of our content, our Rampage and Dynamite reviews, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. And please give us a follow on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast at. And while you're at it, give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would help us out a lot, and we would appreciate it. I we think like stars. You- Sarah. Yes. Uh, are you ready to answer some questions? Uh, yes. All right. Let's get it started. Uh, the first question comes to us from Kevin. Hello. And Kevin says, wanted to get your take on this scenario. Wardlow is getting a push and climbing the rank. So I could see a Sammy or maybe even Hangman match coming soon. For so long, I've been waiting for Wardlow to cost MJF something. But what if it's MJF costing Wardlow that is the last straw? That is such a good shout. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought about that. That is a very good idea. Mm. I love that, actually. I think that's that's quite a different um, take on the whole situation. Because like, I think everybody's been waiting for like, Wardlow to mess up mm-hmm. um, but I, I could 100% see MJF doing it out of jealousy um, like because mm-hmm. obviously he's not been near any titles so good point to be honest with you I do prefer the idea than MJF turning on Wardlow and, it, and with the title mention like you just said him getting a title shot mm. that, that could be the moment to pull that trigger yeah uh, Let's say, I think it's probably more realistic probably for Wardlow versus Sammy to happen. Yeah, and, 100%. And you, you build that thing up. You're like, man, this Wardlow got a real shot at beating Sammy. Uh, mm. You know, it being that moment. And then MJF, uh, because of something that's happened, you know, because there's been some some iffy things between him. And in MJF's mind, Wardlow hasn't been there sometimes when he should have been, you know. Yeah. That type of thing. Whether you know, we we all know Wardlow's not necessarily doing anything wrong, but in MJF's mind, he thinks he is, and then mm. that fuels MJF to purposefully, obviously, cost Wardlow the title or the win against Sammy um, to to quote unquote air quotations here to teach him a lesson. Mm. <laughs> but, but he didn't realize that lesson might get his head ripped off by Wardlow. So yeah, I could I can see that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's like, 
that's such an interesting way to go as well because it also then gives you like a bit more um kind of stuff you can do with it as well instead of it just being actually make mjf out to be the actual bad guy <laughs> mm-hmm. ah it's a good idea i like it different way of looking at things um mm-hmm. Uh, our next one is from Marshall. Hello. Uh, Marshall's uh, question is this. I believe that right now things will be slow for Adam Cole, but with Omega <laughs> out with injury, Adam Cole's star will shine. Do you agree? Uh, the whole thing with this Adam Cole like discourse that I keep seeing mm-hmm. on the internet, and I'm not having a go at yeah. anybody or anything like yeah. that, but I kind of find it hard to see from some people's view that Adam Cole isn't doing well in Mm -hmm. AEW. I get that he's at a completely different place than where he was in NXT. Because obviously NXT was at the top, you know, um, and all that. And he's coming to a new company. And he's joined up with his friends, who you've got to admit are probably at the top of the company anyway. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think it, it's not necessarily his star will shine. I think it's shining. I just think that over the next like few months or whatever you want to say, I think he's going to really, um, I think he's going to pick up to a point. He's still not going, like, let's put it this way. He's still not going anywhere near the AEW championship right now. No. He won't go anywhere near the TNT championship right now. No. But the storylines that are developing with him in are some of the, like the, like stuff that's like on the top. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. deny the young box, even though I can't stand them, are like quite <laughs> high up the pecking order. They are. With that, they're going to obviously take Adam Coles with them, and in turn, he takes Bobby Fish with him, and it, it it's just look. In AEW, everything takes time. Nothing is done drastically. Nothing is done dead quick and, like, where it's all kind of crazy. Um, Things take time and things get time to breathe. So if your take is that Adam Cole isn't doing great or anything like that, that is your view. But if you look at it from how AEW have booked people in the past... It takes time for that momentum to build up because don't forget, some people—not many, I wouldn't afford—but some people, no idea who Adam Cole is, absolutely no idea. They yeah. may have not watched wrestling for twenty years, yeah, and only got back into it because mm-hmm. AEW, Chris Jericho, and Tony Schiavone and JR, and like, oh, I wonder what that is. So yeah. They've never seen NXT and no idea who this guy that keeps saying Bebe is. So <laughs> yeah. you've, you've got to kind well, of take it on both sides, I personally think. Yep. That is that is true. Now, you know, from a, a live crowd perspective, you know, you can tell with the, the Bebe chance that I think a lot more people know who Adam Cole is than I think the majority know who he is anyways, of AEW fans. Now, that's the live audience. Those people who buy tickets are, are – mm-hmm more hardcore fans probably um now the more quote-unquote i always hate this term but casual fans yeah you're right you're right may not know adam cole as much as we do um 
and you know that being said i don't i don't watch wb tv anymore so i would be one of those people if i didn't follow things as closely on social media mm. that i would i wouldn't know who adam cole was because i don't watch you know the programming anymore um but yeah i i agree that things i, I think i think a lot of times we we've gotten so i guess accustomed to somebody making a big debut um which, which Adam Cole and, and Brian Danielson did, but they they make the debut and they go directly after a title shot. We've seen stuff in the past of wrestling. Uh, known names come in and make a big impact yeah. and go straight for the title. But if you go straight for the title or something like that, it's it's kind of what now? Because unless you yeah. have plans for a win in the title, then what happens? Yeah. Um, so well, I, could, I could see the perspective of somebody like, Okay, man, I thought he was gonna have some gold by now yeah. or something. But it's it's it, with most things in AEW, it's a little bit of a slow build, and I could see how because if you're used to seeing things play out quicker, yeah. uh, it it can be a little bit frustrating to get used to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think we've seen a, a pattern with AEW, like you said, to where it is a slow build building somebody to a certain situation. It's it's equivalent of what if we would have put the title on Adam Page in that first title match versus Jericho. Yeah. That, that's yeah, that situation. It wouldn't have been as cool as a two year build to that, in my no. opinion. No. Uh, so, it's it's the same type of thing. I think uh, you know, it, realistically, I mean, the, we're looking at things that we could be talking in a year about how Adam Cole just beat Adam Page for the world title. You know, yeah. it, it, that that could be where this all goes now. Uh, is that going to happen? I don't know, but I think in a year we're going to look at Adam Cole a lot differently, and be he's going to be one of the absolute top guy featured people on AEW TV. Yeah. Right now he's slotted into an important role. You know, it might not be as important enough for everybody, but this is a like you said, the Bucks are one of the bigger names in AEW, so mm-hmm. him being featured in that, and and and, uh, but there are bigger things on the horizon. I do agree it, to her point uh, with Omega out. It is there is a void to be filled with Omega out, and Cole is a nice person to fill that void for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does with him off the of TV. It does afford Cole more of a focus on TV with him out. So that's a that's a good point uh, with him mm-hmm. being out because if imagine if Mega Omega was full time on TV now too, that does take some some TV time that Cole could have. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's a good thing. That's a positive and it does open the door. It's a, it's a good opportunity for, for him, for AEW fans to get acclimated to Adam Cole's character even more. Uh, and then when Omega comes back, you know, that's going to blow up because yeah. there's obviously something, something, something stirring in the pot here. Uh, that mm-hmm. I think it's going to taste pretty good when it comes out. But also I just, on the last point of that, I just want to mention that, I'm not naming names, but in some wrestling companies, the destination is the focal point. Like, you've <laughs> got to get to that. It doesn't matter how we get there, we just got to get to it. Where with yeah. AEW, the journey is so important. Yeah. Probably more important than the destination, but when we get to the destination, it's important. But the yeah. journey is so detailed. And yes, it can look at Adam Page, it can yeah, take exactly. two years. But it is mm-hmm. so, so worth it. And yeah. you've just got to trust this process because they've legit not let us down yet. Yeah. 
That's, and that's a good point because there's a lot of things along the Adam Page journey that, you know, it's weird. I'm going to say more memorable than him winning the title. Yeah. Uh, and winning the title, it's great. And it should be a celebrated moment. And it was, but it's those, you look back at the different memories along the way, uh, the chapters of the story that got mm-hmm. you there. And those are the things you look back on and love even more than the uh, the title win. So that's it's very important. Yeah, because if you look like when he and Kenny won the tag belts, mm-hmm. did you think in like what a year <laughs> and a bit time that he'd then have a world championship? Belt? Oh, no. Yep. Like, <laughs> I love this long term story. Oh, I I so doing. so prefer it. And I, I feel like that's what I've missed. Uh, it makes I'd, so I'd, much I'd missed sense in wrestling. though. It does. So yeah, don't don't get too uh, too impatient, I guess, with it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, sure. don't get too downhearted. It, it'll, it'll be fine. Don't worry. They wouldn't have brought him in if they hadn't had a plan. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, all right. So let is let's get into the question from MJF Scarf, uh, and MJF Scarf says, "Who, in your opinion, will be the first ever winners of the Owen?" Uh, MJF Scarf's picks are Pillman and Ty Conti. So who would you say? Men's and women's brackets. Um, I want to go Ty with him because I just want her to legit have something right now because she's so talented. Um, so I'm going to go with Ty and in the men's. Um, that's a really tricky one. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm running through everybody in my head. See, the first thing that popped up to me for the men's was Ricky Starks. Hmm, Ricky Starks. That's interesting. But I don't know if it yeah. should be a baby face. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's it's almost should be baby face, heel, like one heel, mm. one baby face. You know, just the way it feels. Mm. So I, yeah, I I say Ricky Starks just because give him everything. <laughs> <laughs> give him all the gold. Give him absolutely everything. Right. Control over AEW goes to Ricky Starks. Via He's the amazing on commentary as well. So just give him everything. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, well, my picks. I'm gonna go. With Pilma Jr. with NJF Scarf. I would yeah. agree on that one. Yes. And the other, I'm going to say Serena Deeb. Okay. As, yep. Serena Deeb as the uh, the women's Owen Art Cup winner. Yep. That yep. would be it for me. Yep. Good chance. So. so we sort so. of agree with him on two different yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she agrees on Conti. I agree on Pillman. So combine us together with those, and we, we agree, agree. With you completely. Absolutely. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Good question. All right, we're going to move along to uh, Tony. Tony is elite. Oh six. Uh, the question is: Cody Hill turn confirmed? No. No. So no. You, you do not think the Hill turn is confirmed? No. Uh, yeah. Me either. I'm. No, no, he'll turn confirmed. I think it's confirmed that he's messing with us. That's oh yeah, hundred percent. It's confirmed it's, he's been an absolute a hat about it. But yeah, I, I can, <laughs> I can confirm Tony that that Cody is a heel in in Sarah's mind. That's confirmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 
it's confirmed that I'm enjoying this version of Cody. I can confirm that. I can confirm that Cody is a baby face with slick. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, no actual heel turn confirmed. I do. I do. I still think it's, ah, I think it's coming still, uh, or at least him, them trying to, frustrate us to the point where we're going to boo him every time regardless except unless your name's slick um <laughs> i i do think that is that's what's happening they're just they're messing with us with this and they're gonna they're gonna yeah. keep us riding on this this is he gonna turn he's gonna not for as long as they want to i guess but mm-hmm. but nothing's confirmed yeah no from um, the hill side he is literally having too much fun like teasing the hell out of us and mainly me i'm guessing <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go to Slick since we were just talking about him, Cody. Um, Slick has a few questions. Um, rank the TNT title reigns so far. Uh, favorite match and favorite feud storyline. I gotta say, Brody Lee is like the best because I generally think if what happened didn't happen, it would have been. So good, yeah. Um, and I generally um, think he would have got it back, um, and then just like held it for quite a while. So yeah. I, I kind of I I want to like, you know, say that I'm um, match. Mm. Do you know what mm-hmm. the match? I have to say when Eddie Kingston turned up, I have to <laughs> because I had never seen yeah. this guy before, and he came up, and I just went. Okay, I like him. Um, that, that won you over from that moment. He is yeah. literally just like, he literally came in, no music, and just started a promo on Cody straight away. And I was just like, I like that guy. Um, <laughs> give me more of him. And then he got signed, and I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, that, that would that would have to be one you would have to put oh, up yeah. the top of yours, because I didn't know how much you love Eddie. So. Yeah, 100%. Uh, my favorite TNT title feud was kind of goes along with your your eighty situation. It would yeah. be that entire open challenge of Cody's. That's 100%. my favorite storyline. Because look who we got signed from it as well. I mean, yeah. You look at the impact that that run had on our roster. Yeah. Now, uh, that's 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 a big deal. Uh, and yeah. we got some some other cool stuff. I mean, we got a warhorse. Yeah. You know. A lot of people forget about Warhorse. I enjoyed that. Uh, people were clamoring to get to see Warhorse and uh, on Dynamite. We got that. You know, we got Eddie. We got Ricky Starks. I mean, it's it's it was it was a fun a fun run. Uh, and to go with that, my favorite match for the TNT title, uh, kind of going along with your favorite storyline, was was Brody beating yeah. Cody so quickly and winning that yeah. title. Uh, yeah. That was such a memorable moment, and and the was, whole aftermath of that as well, yeah, like the, the smash Anna J and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Anna J choking out uh, Brandy, Brandy on the ramp, yep, uh, smash belt, him show ending with him holding up that uh, that new title, um, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. It was a moment and, and special because it was Brody, um, but also just all that aside. And it's really hard to put that aside, but mm. saying all that aside, just as it stands as a story and a match. Yeah. Uh, how quickly 
Cody was was beaten. I thought that was such a, a, a really it was jarring to see it. it yeah, you know, that's that's what stuck with a lot of people. Is like, wow, dude, he just he just yeah. walloped Cody. And that is one work. way to get over somebody as an mm-hmm. absolute like dominant force in a company is just to yeah. absolutely annihilate somebody in like under like five seconds it was was great it was and that's yeah it's like you said that's how you get them over and it it stuck it stuck with a lot of people and the Uh, thing is though as well is that helped catapult the dark order mm -hmm. and you know like i said sadly what happened happened but look at where they are now like it's and that all started from a Brody lee coming in and b Mm -hmm. winning that belt it did. It, 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 it made a big impact on the, the feature of that group. So. The next question from Slick is: This is a fun one. The floor is lava. You can only step on action figures you own in order to stay out of that lava. What are you standing on? <laughs> and no one. This is great because no one. You only have two AEW action figures, and I know who both of those are. <laughs> That's funny. So funny. Do, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> who are you standing on? Well, I'm just going to nip to the toy store, which isn't that far from my house, and buy a load of Cody ones. So I'm fine. <laughs> so you're going to the store to make a purchase of Cody action figures so you can stand on those. You're going to hmm? a little island of Cody action figures. Yep. That's what I'm picturing now. Out of the box. Oh, out of the box. <laughs> oh, I was so funny. I was so curious how you're gonna how you're gonna get around this answer. That's that's a nice one. I like that. So there you go. Don't the put power. obstacles in my way. <laughs> she will she will find a way around it. You mm, well I have a I have a plethora of AEW figures. Uh me and my daughter we uh we search for these uh sometimes. Well, when I have funds available, and uh, we do we do purchase a uh, few of them, and all of them are out of the box already because uh, they're toys, and she's seven, and we're gonna play with the toys. You know, that's just how it is. If if not for her, they would still be in the box, but they're not. Um, <laughs> that's that's it. Blame the child. And what's funny is having them out of the box and playing with them. We uh, broke one of Kenny Omega's arms the other day. Yay! I'll have to post the picture. It's sad. <laughs> I was no, like, oh, it's hilarious. I meant to send it to you before. I was like, Sarah's going to love this. Uh, I already love she, it. This is him laying there with his arm broken off. I was like, oh, she's like, did it snap? I said, I think it snapped. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're trying to get his jacket off. It didn't work out so well. Those things are hard to get off the action figures, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, which ones would I stand on to stay out of the lava? Well, since there is a broken Kenny Omega, I'll go ahead and stand on that one. And the other one will have to be MJF, man. It is what it is. Sorry, MJF Scarf. Um, I'd say that because uh, my daughter despises MJF for good reasons. Um, Girls got sense. (laughs) Yeah, a child should, you know, because that's that's you're not supposed to like. That's part of it. So she buys into his gimmick 100%. She does not like him. So um, I'm sure I would have to stand on MJF and, you know, might as well. Broken Kenny, he's broken. So 
his last question is if Orange Cassidy was like Kirby, what <laughs> what gimmicks would you like to see him absorb? I love this. Um, oh my god. Um So just just imagine that Orange Cassidy has the power to just take anybody's gimmick and then use it, like to become that. I just that's that's a fun that's a fun prospect. Hmm. Don't say Martin. <laughs> just just fly it around. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a departure for Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Is it a bird? Is it a plane? plane. Oh, it's orange cassidy. It's flying orange juice. Oh, that's great. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go Cody Rhodes. Yeah. 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 I want. I want. I want Orange Cassidy getting the the, the, the elevator treatment. Orange Along Cassidy. with the booze, or yeah, the <laughs> mixed reaction. The the you know. The neck tattoo, um, the whole thing, the whole, the whole, the the jacket, the the pyro, the the yeah, car, the crazy, <laughs> yeah, the bus, the reality show. He's the judge on the talent show now. Um, yeah, what that whole thing? Orange Cassie gets that that whole Cody gimmick. That's what he does. It's it's complicated. Orange Cassie now. We can now. I could debate. never imagine Orange Cassidy as like a heel of any sort. Well, a lot of people can't imagine Cody that way either. Yeah, they kind of put their minds to it. <laughs> really, <That's> really it. <laughs> think. Yep. So Orange Cassidy has absorbed Cody's personality. This is what we got. Uh, good question, Slick. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's let's get. Let's get after Coaster Rick's question. He says, with Hook debuting, Team Taz is prime for an ascension out of the lower card. How would you have them featured more in the main event scene and make them feel like more of a big deal? Um, I wouldn't say the lower card. I would say the mid card. Um, but I, like I've said so many times, give Ricky the TNT belt. You're right in line with me. That's my, my first thought yep. was that exact thing. TNT title for Ricky Starks. Yeah. Uh, and a long reign. That. Yeah. Uh, whatever reign that Sammy's getting, double that. A hundred percent, yeah. Got. And I love Sammy. That's not it's not a slide on Sammy. Um, I just think and, – and to his point, you know, you referred to, to Team Taz's lower card. It's debatable, you know, lower, mid. The, uh, the point – yeah, I, I think there is that you, you'd like to see them elevated. Yeah. Because they don't. And we talked about it on, it might have been the Q&A or one of the reviews that uh, recently that they it, that Hook being, having his debut, his in-ring debut, really does elevate them. And it feels like they need that elevation. They yeah. haven't seemed as much of a threat as you would think they would be with the people that are in Team Taz. Just, it's the way they've been booked to a degree. So yeah, uh, they need something to to go along with with Hook to kind of take them up that pecking order. And and I mm-hmm. think you're right. You're right on track. The the TNT title win and long reign for for Ricky Starks could do that. 
that can be yeah. the start of it. Uh, and then where do you go from there? It would see, but that's a that's a nice place to start to get, to get yeah. them talked about. Because could you imagine Ricky walking around with two belts? Oh, 100 percent. Then you, then you got the FTW and the uh, and the TNT title. And yeah. yeah, according to you, you know, wins the Owen Cup too, right? Yep. So <laughs> you walk around with the trophy, two belts. All of a sudden, Ricky's got all this. Blinks. He's going to get an assistant. And then, and then, Hook gets the world title. There you go. <laughs> and Hobbs is like, "Really, man? Come on, give me something." I do. I think eventually Hobbs is that world title guy, though. A hundred percent. He's. It would he's look got amazing that. on him. But I do think that's a f- that's further down the line than yeah. than Ricky and the TNT title. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's there. Now we're down to our last couple of questions. These are from Ted the Hillbilly Hill. Uh, first one is who becomes the first two time champion in AEW with any of the belts? The first two time champion. Um, Mox with the title, AEW Championship. That makes sense. My first thought was John Moxley, seriously. Because he deserves it in front of the crowd. Well, that and if he comes back and goes on a hill run, uh, I think he'll you would get one, yeah, in front of the crowd. But two, it's if he develops that hill character, it's like a whole different guy getting that title in yeah. a way. Like you're getting a whole different story with that. So mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Um, my only other option that I would throw out there that makes sense to be the first ever because it could happen quicker than that would be FTR. I could, I know they've been trying to get those belts back for mm. a while. I could see it possibly happening and them being the first two time champions, uh, get those tag belts. Yeah. Cause if, at that point it would be a natural transition to proud and powerful from them. Um, yeah. So I could see it happening for that reason. Now, I mean, not that FTR doesn't deserve them, but if it, it would be a, a a fun feud to get back with Problem Powerful because they've got history with them and have Problem mm-hmm. Powerful beat them for those titles. That would, that would mean a lot. Um, so I could see that as a possibility too. So either either one of those work. This last one, which is which is going to be a fun one to do, it's going to be a fun one. Um, going to get to recast something again. Yeah. I hope you're ready. His question is. Since you two started work for AEW, you have been doing a lot of recasting of movies. Yes. Uh, first of all, we don't technically work for AEW. This is in kayfabe. Well. Just in case you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> you should know that by now. I'm like, how are these doofuses working for AEW? Um, yes, yeah. So, so in kayfabe world, since you have started working for AEW, you've been doing a lot of recasting of movies. So why not keep it rolling? AEW wrestlers in Lord of the Rings. All right. So we need to recast these parts. Frodo, Sam, Pippin, Mary, Aragon, Gandalf, Legolas, Gimli, Sauron, Saruman, and Gollum. Have fun. It's a lot of folks. This is one question to rule them all. See what I did? Yeah. <laughs> Who do you want to cast first? 
Uh, let's do let's, let's go Frodo. And we're going to do Frodo, Sam, Pippin, and Mary kind of all together for this okay. day. They're, they're all they're all hobbits. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll group the hobbits together. How about that? Well, why don't we just do them as like best friends? That's that's, that's a good possibility. And Chris Statlander. So, 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 who are you casting as who? Um, it could be Frodo. That's not a bad idea, by the way. No, I'm my my way of thinking is along the same lines. It would be Frodo in this. Will you taste Frodo? Okay. Sam is Chuck. Sam's Chuck. This is great. <laughs> um, we have Rocky as Pippin. Rocky, Rocky or Mary as Pippin? Oh, and Chris Statlander is Mary. All right, Chris Statlander. Pippin and Mary. Rocky or Mary. All right. Um, I'm going to go a dark order. Okay. I'm set up with the uh, with the, the hobbits. And I'm going to do it like this. Stu Grayson is Frodo. Uh, Evil Uno is Sam. And then Pippin and Mary, the, just the goofy you know, friends that are always getting themselves in all the stuff, is going to be Silver and Reynolds. <laughs> so it's, it's a two tag team thing there. Grayson and Uno is a uh, Fredo and Sam and, and Pippin and Mary and Silver. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that's cool. I knew, we were kind of when you said best friends, I was like, we're kind of along the same lines because we're yeah, uh, we're, we're both going with, with with factions for the for the uh, for the Hobbits. So that yeah. makes sense. Okay. So now let's go with Aragon. Um. Let me throw mine out there first. Yeah, go on, because I'm thinking. Give you a little time. Okay. So, just tying it in with Dark Order. I'm going to go Hangman Adam Page as Aragon. As as that. That's what I was going to say. Type. Okay. Yeah. Page. Fits. So yeah, it makes sense. Okay. We're probably, and just because there's so many of these, we're probably not going to agree on all of them. No. Uh, so, we may just have to announce our separate picks, but we're both going to agree page. Uh, now we're with Legolas. Yeah, so Legolas is an elf, correct? Isn't he Orlando Bloom? Yeah, Orlando Bloom, yeah. So he's an, a, an elf. Mm-hmm. Long, blonde hair. I know, you know, my wife doesn't like the movies, but whenever he was on screen, it was like, oh, Orlando Bloom. Oh, I like him. <laughs> He's pretty. So yeah. <laughs> that guy. Um, so Legolas. Um I'm going jungle boy. <laughs> oh very good. Very good. Absolutely. I cannot argue with that at all. I'm gonna have to I have to go jungle boy with you on that one. That's I don't know why I did not think of him initially, but that <laughs> makes way too much sense. Way too much. All right. So, Gimli. What was Gimli a dwarf? 
Um, uh, yeah, I think so. Pretty sure, right? So, short, stout. You see, the fact that you said Dark Order before, I was going to say John Silver. And that's initially, my when we first, when this I looked at the list, that's initially who I thought for for Gimli too was John Silver with the beard too, man. It just, yeah, it fits. So, and that does make sense. And if I hadn't gone with my door quarter thing, that's, that's, that would be my pick. So now I'm going to struggle with this. Um, Silver's just so perfect for that, but I, can't, I know. can't I stick my door. I'm going to go Eddie Kingston is Gimli. <laughs> just, he was always ill, right? Uh, so, Always seemed ill, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Eddie Kingston. Screw the beard. He needs a beard, right? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> um. All right. So Gandalf. Um, Gandalf. Be wise. Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson as Gandalf. Oh, I like that. That's great. That's really good. That's really good. He's wise. And if he grew a long beard, I'm pretty sure it would be great. Mm. Arn's pretty good. Oh, you know who would have made a great... I'm changing I'm changing my Gimli. I'm changing my Gimli. My Gimli is Miro. Okay. Yeah. My Gimli is Miro. And my Gandalf is Eddie Kingston. That is a very bizarre choice. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I want Eddie Kingston as Gandalf. He's wise. It's more he, like he, to boot the hobbits off the mountain. I know, but, you know, it's... I just... I want to I want to see Eddie screaming, you shall not pass on that on that bridge with the... But him doing it his <laughs> own way. Like, dude, you ain't getting past me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just rewrite that whole scene with uh, with Eddie <laughs> Kingston. So, all right. Um, so yeah, this is getting weird. Now we're to Sauron, but basically the bad version of Gandalf, right? Mm. Gonna throw that out there. Tully, um, <laughs> Tully and Arn. <laughs> I like it. Well played. Well played. That Arn is Gandalf. Stupid. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> Hey. Um. So, Tully is Sauron. Um, and and with that, I'm gonna go. John Moxley is Sauron. What? Yeah. Hill Moxley. Hill Moxley. I'm assuming Moxley Hill turn. Uh. So we got and I'm uh, just playing it out. Eddie's not gonna turn. So we got Eddie as Gandalf and Mox is Sauron. Well, I'm disappointed. Wow. Well, gonna have to be so jeez dude that's how it is all right so we are to saruman saruman who uh he created the ring right uh uh yeah i think i'm i'm gonna go with this one i'm gonna have to say uh kenny omega saruman um omega uh, who could it be don callis Callus, okay. Callus says Saruman. I like it. I like it. At least we both are related on that one. Yeah. Callus, Omega. 
Uh, this one, this last one seems so obvious, but I'm going to say it. We'll see if we both agree. Um, Gollum. Yeah. Uh, MJF. You see, I was going to say Cody Rhodes. Oh. Oh. Okay. I, 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 I forgot who I was talking to for a minute. Obviously, <laughs> yes, you're going to. Okay. Obviously, you're going to go Cody. I'm going to go MJF. So yeah, MJF makes more sense. I just have yes. to put Cody somewhere. No, okay, no. <laughs> Cody, that's... In every you know, cast, I have to put Cody somewhere. Cody's somewhere. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like um, you know, when you're trying to find the guy in like a sea of people in the books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I uh, have to put Cody somewhere. <laughs> so Cody's your Waldo? Is that it? Oh, you see, you call it that. We call it Where's Wally. Whoa, what? Yeah, where's Wally? Is it the same guy with like the uh yeah, the glasses same guy. Yeah, and the red same guy. light? Yeah, same guy. Why do you call him Wally? Dude, no idea. <laughs> He's it was probably our idea first and you took it. <laughs> no, uh, certainly not. Now we're gonna have to we're gonna have to Google we'll this. We'll have to dude. Google that. <laughs> yeah. Well I'll we'll wait till after the show. We'll let you wow. know, kids. <laughs> that's, that's baffling. I didn't realize I was going to have this kind of bombshell dropped on me in the middle of this Lord of the Rings casting. That <laughs> Waldo and Wally. There's there's a, an ocean of difference between these, these <laughs> same characters just because you're over there and I'm over here. That's yeah. uh, that's wild. Yeah. Um. Okay. So there we have it. Here is our cast. Frodo. Sarah went with Willie Utah. I went with Stu Grayson. Sam, Chuck, Uno, Pippin. We have Rocky Romero or John Silver. Mary, Chris Statlander or Alex Reynolds. Aragon, we both chose Adam Page. Legolas, we both went with Jungle Boy. Gimli, uh, John Silver or Miro. Gandalf, Arn Anderson, or Eddie Kingston, Sauron, Tully Blanchard, or John Moxley, Saruman, Don Callis, or Kenny Omega, and Gollum, <laughs> Gollum, Cody, or MJF. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's uh, it's wild. That's a definite I'm just, mix. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just now picturing Arn as Gandalf instead of a. Staff, he has a Glock. Just can't yep. now. There's that. Pretty much, the, Glo- the Glock's following on to wherever he goes. In every role he has, no matter what he's playing, he's got the Glock. It's like we have to have on in it as well as Cody. Yeah, it's like they are the rules that we've decided. <laughs> <laughs> they are the Waldo or the Wally. Mm. <laughs> All right, awesome questions, y'all. Awesome stuff. Thank y'all so much for the questions. Thank y'all for listening. But before you go, I want to remind you once again to give us a follow on Twitter so you can get in these conversations. Follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. Follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. And can we just also note that over Christmas we'll still be doing content. It may just be a bit all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're we're still going to try to stick to the normal schedule. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it's the holidays. It's hard to find the the perfect time to record. Yeah. uh, But we will still get content out. Just bear with us. Yeah. All right. 
yeah. So thank y'all so much for listening. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. I was. I just looked at Miro's face and I went, you know, that's 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 gimmick. You have a picture of Miro in your house? I do. Yes, I have a mural um, of uh, Miro. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs>